Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot au three CR on demand. Lots of ways to listen to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. If you're listening live on a Sunday, as always, it's a case of thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue diving deep for the Marine News, as they do every Sunday from eleven thirty till noon. Three CR very proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and also acknowledge the contributions to diversity and and intersectionality of our queer original inhabitants on and around all the lands. If you want to get in touch with the show, there's lots of ways to do it. Um, You can look for the posts on Facebook on my personal page and out of the pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. You can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com or SMS 61456 751215. And we've had an email during the week um, from our fabulous um, roving correspondent, Melina, who's um, asked me, and I think quite reasonably so, to remind everyone that there is the um, ABC rally, the Friends of the ABC, um, at uh, Melbourne Town Hall. If you're listening live, Sunday, July 15, today, 2 till 4.30, and you can click online for a guaranteed seat. Peter Grestay, the courageous journalist, will be um, chairing it. There will also be Magda Zabanski, Fiona Stanley, Margaret Reynolds, John Fain, Tim Solly, and lots of others. So, yeah, ABC, overwhelmingly very important in terms of media diversity. Diversity is the name of... Well, queer diversity is a part of this show, and it's my pleasure to be joined in the studio by a fabulous guest, um, the fabulous... Teddy Murray. Teddy, welcome to Out of the Pan. Thank you so much, Sally. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, it's good, 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 good to have you. And of course, um, um, you're, you've been a, a busy a busy pan. Well, I don't know if that's your label. I will check as to any labels you use for your gender or sexual orientation and also um, just make it clear which pronouns you may use. Absolutely. I use he, him and they, them pronouns. And in terms of labels, well, I identify as a non-binary, transmasculine demiboy. I um, also like the label pan by pan. Both are fine for me. Um, but the word that I've kind of more come to identify with is femsexual, um, which more is that I'm sort of yeah, attracted to femininity and feminist and s- emotionality in all its forms. I like that, femsexual. Mm. So, yeah, and... Um, if people want to Google that, is, F, is it F-E-M or F-E-M-E? I spell it F-E-M-M-E. Yeah. Um, yeah, identif- like emphasis on that femme. I have to admit I could. I could add another label to, <laughs> to myself there, trans and bi neurodiverse Jewish WWE country and Western fan woman. But anyway, yes. um, I'll, I'll have I'll, I'll, that, ooh, that resonates. Mm. We like it. Awesome. Cool. 
Now, you've been a, bi- a busy person in the last few weeks. Um, um, there's so much we've got to talk about today. We're going to cover, um, amongst other things, we'll be talking about Queer Collaborations 2018, the fact that you're a law student at Monash, mm. um, talk more about yourself as you desire. But you wanted to start by talking about the fabulous launch of Querel and the um, book there, there resulting therefrom. Yes, I would love to. Um, Querel is a national queer student publication. It's uh, 25 years old this year, and I had the absolute privilege to be working on the magazine for the last year since Monash University won the bid to create Querel at last year's Queer Collaborations Conference in uh, Wollongong. Um, and uh, my role in the magazine has mostly been on fundraising, um, a distribution, national distribution, and, um, well, my favourite part, which has been events coordination. Ah. Um, and since uh, April this year, I've been running a variety of events um, to build hype around the magazine, really create a feel of artistic collaboration and artistic community around Melbourne, particularly for Querelle. Um And the culmination of my role has been these fantastic launch parties to um uh, bring Quarrel to the community so everyone can grab their copy and really be part of uh, this artistic uh, collaborative feel that we've been working on. Yeah, so it was launched, um, the official launch for memory was the 4th of July. But yes, correct, up in Brisbane at Quick Collaborations. Yep. We took over the Red Room Bar and Grill at the University of Queensland Union, and we had a whole night of uh, diverse queer performances featuring spoken word, burlesque, dance, um, and uh, the night ended in uh, karaoke, which is always fun. Karaoke is always good. No, oh, wow. Well, we won't ask about people's level of sobriety while doing said karaoke. <laughs> That's probably for the best. <laughs> yes, that could lead to blackmail and defamation lawsuits or something, so we won't go there. But, no, look, it's really um, it's really important. I mean, you know, sort of Quirrell, let's start there. I mean, some random mention of any particular article stories that, you know, obviously, obviously it's all great, so just pick some at random, talk, perhaps talk a little about what they're about. Sure. So we had um, a an article by the founder of Corel 25 years ago, wow. James Norman. We got in touch with him and he wrote um, a piece talking about the history of the magazine. Cool. Um, we've also got... Um, a number of uh, photography pieces with accompanying explanations. Uh, we had um, uh, aloe vera spray, a, um, a short story by Angus Dalton. We have... Um, uh, what's another good one? Um, <laughs> um, Just list the whole contents. So yeah, I can totally. Uh, <laughs> Queer Spaces and Consent by Alex Linker. Yes. Um, Samuel's minus 18 queer formal speech. Uh, we featured a whole lot of different works, opinion, short story, fiction, poetry, uh, photography, sculpture, you name it. So. Cool, cool, cool. So lots of good stuff there. Now, this always sounds a hard question to ask because we're on radio. And so if you're, um, well, if you're hearing impaired, you mightn't hear it, but vision impaired, um, you obviously can't read something. Mm. Um, and I, I'll come back to a point there in a minute, but um you just told me before we came on here that you're working on something for vision impaired. Yeah, accessibility has been a really huge focus for us. Um, we have a lot of fantastic disabilities advocacy people at Monash, um, and that awareness has really driven us to go beyond what Querelle's previously provided. So um, we first brought it into the magazine. How do, how do we make sure that, you know, the spacing of the letters, it's the contrast is good. Past magazines, you know, they haven't really made it very visually accessible. Um, and then in terms of uh, uh, sighted and non-sighted people, we decided to create um, a text 
completely text version of the magazine for text readers to use. But then I was chatting with some of my friends and we decided to go even further than that and actually provide a completely narrated audio version of the magazine. So I'm going to be in the RMIT studios next week with a few other narrators and we're going to be recording that and publishing it online. Fantastic. Um, the thought that has struck me, I mean, I'm sitting here doing a radio program for those who are hearing impaired. I admit I'm that technology-wise I'm not an expert and so I'm relying on those with adequate hearing to help us here. I don't know about how I could get this more accessible to the, this program, more accessible to those who are hearing impaired. And I'd be totally happy to have a chat to those disability advocates or anyone, if you've got ideas, get in touch with the show because it does bother me um, that this show isn't reaching as people who might need it. And I don't know, there's got to be a way. The last thing I claim to be is a technology person, but someone out there must know because it, you know, it's just, you know, we've got to keep improving on diversity for sure. Oh, it's good to hear that there is that focus on disability in there. And of course, um, there's an absolutely fabulous forward um, to start off the um, written version by one of uh, Melbourne's great trans slash gender diverse performers. Uh, yes, uh, the introduction to the magazine, yeah, introduction. in fact, um, was by Mama Alto, who Woo-hoo. was our uh, spokeswoman and uh, collaborator throughout the process. Uh, she's featured at many of our events, uh, providing her um, performance support for free to our magazine, which of course is a huge donation by any performer in Melbourne will know how hard it is to make a living. So bef- yeah. performing for free is a huge um, form of sponsorship, and we've been really grateful to Mama Alto for all of her support. She's going to be curating... Um, the Melbourne launch party, in fact, with me on the 16th of August at Rubik's Warehouse, which is a free event. Fantastic. Um, no, she's fast becoming just one of the absolute, well, legends in Melbourne and gradually Australian rainbow history. So Definitely. Um, very, very good Good to have that um, mama, mama on board. So, um, yeah, look, queer, um, a fabulous read. How do people get Queer L if they want to, at this point, just get the written, printed type of copy? Yeah, well, I think your best bet is to probably try and make it to one of our launch events. The next one's going to be in Melbourne, as I said, on the 16th of August yep. at Rubik's. We're also trying to distribute copies of the magazine to every tertiary institution in Australia. So I'm going to be running a working bee very soon to get uh, post-out copies everywhere, um, with the spares, anything left over from the launch, I'm going to be trying dropping into cafes, um, other queer accessible spaces. Um, and honestly, if you just if you want one, if you can't get to one of our events, just get in touch with me and I'll try and get you a copy. Okay. And Hairs and Hyenas? Um... Oh, yep. Hairs and Hyenas will be getting a copy. Um, a lot of other um, queer organisations and businesses we're trying to get copies out to as well. Sensational. All right, so there's part one of the chat with Teddy Murray. We've got <laughs> lots to talk about, so we'll have a breather. We will be soon um, somewhere talking about your um, studies as a law student. So I picked out um, this one with a dry sense of humour, um, originally recorded by Sonny Curtis, covered by many. This is one by Richard Clapton. I fought the law. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally and guest Teddy Murray. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 
3CR, the voice of dissent. This is David Rovix, and you are tuned to 3CR, 855 AM, Melbourne, Australia. Step three is finding there's a tactic when everyone believes it could be true. That if all the people work collectively, there just might be something we can do, and everything can change. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Teddy Murray on a Sunday afternoon. Prior to the messages, uh, we heard from Richard Clapton doing covering the Sonny Curtis classic that many others have covered, Roy Orbison and The Clash amongst them, um, from Richard's album of the early 80s, The Great Escape, I Fought the Law. And we opened up today, I forgot to mention, with James Rain and Rumour, um, the strain and classic Aussie rock part of my um, music, but non-binary is um, in full force. Um, well, um, we just heard from David Rovix um, when we worked together, and you've just come back from a pretty solid period of working together, collaborating in a queer way, queer collaborations up in Brisbane. What was going, some of the things that were going on up there? Yeah, so that's um, an annual uh, tertiary student conference for queer students all around Australia. Um, last year was in Wollongong, this year was in Brisbane, hosted by the University of Queensland. Um, and have to say that the organising committee did a fantastic job of cool. providing an accessible and diverse uh, series of activities and incredible advocacy opportunities. Um, so the uh, whole conference actually started out with a crafternoon that I helped run for <laughs> Querelle, um, where we made some decorative letters um, for the Querelle launch later in the week. And then Monday kicked off with a whole lot of amazing plenary speakers, mm-hmm. including Nevoz Zin, um, trans and queer advocate. And then there was a fantastic networking lunch with some local queer organisations. Um, and then the week just got better and better. There were workshops. Um, there were opportunities to get involved in national student conference and uh, advocacy, debating all sorts of current issues for queer students. Um, uh, the highlight of the week was obviously the Corel launch, which I helped to organise <laughs> with a whole lot of local performers. Um, but uh, next to that, I think my favourite part of the week was the work that's being done and continues to be done by the Australian Queer Students Network, which is the peak body for queer students, tertiary students around Australia. They ran an amazing Queer Awards Night um, for the first time. It's the first time that's happened, and it really... Uh, it was a great opportunity to highlight some of the amazing work being done by students around Australia, featuring awards like uh, Most Outstanding um, Social Awareness Campaign, Most Outstanding National Student, and other things like that. Yep. So lots going on. I mean, well, how to get off to a flying start with Naval. Um, what a, oh, yeah. What a... Um, an absolute, um, well, hashtag binary buster. <laughs> yes. Um, and was absolutely sensational. I, I'm just going to, I forgot to mention something at the start of the show. Um, if we're talking binary busting, an amazing moment for the bi community at um, another conference this week, the um, LBTQ Women's Conference here in Melbourne, where at the end an older bi woman got up, told her story and just said, I've never felt more affirmed in my life than I have been in this space. And um, it was just there wasn't a drive-by wow. eye in the house. It's amazing. And given that the bee has felt a long way behind at times, it just suddenly took a big leap forward. And another woman, after the formal part of proceedings, said the same thing. So it's really good to see that we're finally getting on with diversity and diversity. I just wanted to throw that in. And it sounds very similar 
up at QC this year. That's just incredibly welcome, particularly, I think, our you know friends with disabilities have often felt left behind. I know um, Jack's Jackie Brown, um, fabulous advocate for queer and disability, amongst other intersections, uh, mentioned that she felt left behind during the postal survey. So it's good to see this, um, you know, sort of being catching up um, step by step. Definitely. I think 2018 has been an amazing year for queer visibility, queer diverse visibility. So yeah. um, for the um, for the bisexual and pansexual communities, we've had your conf- that conference as well as many other things at um, queer collaborations. Um, we had Allsign interpreters present for pretty much the first time ever at Queer Collaborations. Cool. Um, not quite for everything, but for some key um, key participation, which allowed a lot of people to enjoy the events much better. Um, and um, possibly, yeah, probably the, one of the most amazing things I saw at the conference was the launch of the um, Australian Queer Students Network uh, Queer in Colour campaign, yes. which is a visibility campaign for queer trans intersex people of colour. And that's being launched by la- the outgoing um, people of colour officers, uh, including um, Dashi, who did a fantastic job on the campaign, and it's incredibly beautiful. And I think you're going to retweet it. Yes, um, I will. I will. I'll do that right now. So if you're on Twitter, um, we'll just retweet it. Um, um, both that and your retweet of it will keep it, <laughs> will make it go viral, as they say. Um, and please, everyone, follow um, Dashy exclamation mark is um, I'm not sure what um, the part before the at's called. It's not the handle, but um, at a a d a r s h i n g dash dashing. I get I get it. It's a pipe pump. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, and we want that to get all around Australia, so uh, you can get copies uh, for your university, schools, workplaces, and yeah, let's get queer people in colour all around Australia. Yeah, look, there's another group that um, you know I've heard many times acknowledging my privilege as a white person felt very left behind during the postal survey and needs catching up. And I've got to say the very powerful um, start to Quirrell, um, the writing in there from people of colour, um, you know, about um, with, well, um, dare I say a right humoured pun to end their section, um, I think is fantastic. And, yeah, we can be better allies. And that does lead to a question, apart from retweeting um, Dashie's um, post, your, the tweet on Twitter, um, where else is it going to be? That was um, <laughs> that was a tautology live live tautologies. <laughs> listeners of all genders, but what are, what you know? Did, did did the people of color say what you know? It might sound basic, but you know, obviously, being an ally, there's broad principles. Any specifics um, that were, were required that we can pass on um, to our listeners? Yeah, well, um, we published the statement by the People of Color Caucus from last year's Queer Collaborations, and the overarch- overarching message was just. Yeah, listen. Shut up and listen, and yep. put this uh, put queer people of color first, um, and uh, let them be our teachers. Yeah, absolutely. It's been reflecting on this a bit lately. I mean, you know, generally speaking, trans and bi, as we've said, perhaps obviously a long way to go. But you know, now as we look at intersectionality more, you've got to be an ally to save, as I say, for me as a white trans and bi person to white. Uh, sorry, to people of colour who are bi and trans. And being an ally sometimes seems to contradict leadership theory. Leadership, you know, get up, take the initiative, mm. rah, rah, rah. Being an ally, you've got to ask someone else, what initiative do you want me to take in a way? For, you know, and not, what not to do. It's sort of, it's an interesting thought. 
But it's got to be done right. That's the thing. And so, yeah, you've got to ask the group in question what they want. Um, It's a must for any group, really. Definitely. And I think something that a lot of queer people miss is that just because, you know, we're facing oppression for being queer doesn't mean we're not still benefiting from our own whiteness. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people don't have. Yeah. No, look, it's it's one of those things sometimes, you know, um, you see racism and it's as a white person and it's almost almost like a big wallop you almost go this this can't be happening when it's so blatant and then you go yes it is and then recover from it in a way i've had that had that happen which is a story in itself and yeah we've got to start realizing why okay where is our privilege there's a really good list a wikipedia article on privilege which just lists various forms of privilege and of course we'd add many others to them you know heterosexual over other sexual orientations, probably monosexual, hetero, gay, lesbian over bi, pan, cis over trans, monogamous over polyamory and so on. Um, And I'm not sure of the exact term here, but we'll say occupation expected over people who work in the sex industry. We've got to, you know, check in on our privilege as well, you know, on all levels and go, okay, whoops, where are we taking an advantage? How do we give people a battery cable so they can just um, Mm. do what they do better? And how are we using our unconscious biases to put other people ahead when, yeah. we, when we make events, when we give platforms, when we put people on boards? What are we thinking about? And that's something that I've uh, ha- felt really important in part of my role as events coordinator. And for every event, I've made sure that we have a spread of diverse intersectional uh, performers and uh, representatives at all times. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, with some... In terms of making um, QC um, inclusive in terms of disability, and there's lots of um, um, sort of various forms of disability, what sort of things came up? You know, what were a few hints that if you were passing them on to event organisers of any sort who Mm. wanted to do it better, what would you say? Um, Yeah, so we, yeah, we tried to make everything accessible all the time, but there were always little hiccups. When I ran my launch party at the bar, um, I didn't get to see the space until the day of. Oh, um, just because it was in another city and I was working through the university and I got there and I realized the stage was, you know, um, almost a foot off the ground, um, with no stairs. Um, so we, and we had one of our, one of my spoken word artists was in a chair. Um, and, uh, yeah, we got a portable mic, um, and we had them use that mic instead of the mics linked up to the stage because we would have had to change the orientation of the speakers. Um, and it ended up working out fine, but yeah, we just having that a little bit of extra warning, being able to make something more accessible is really important. Yeah. Um, uh, having the Auslan interpreters, I think, really improved the um, spread of people that could enjoy the event. Yeah. Um, the opening day was Auslan interpreted, the AQSN awards night was interpreted, and the award, the Corel launch was also interpreted. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had some people who were using who were using the Auslan interpreters sitting up the front, so it was clear that... Um, yeah, it made the event more inclusive. Um, and I think the other, uh, the other way was just in terms of where we were hosting the conference in the university, making sure that every event location, every, um, workshop was hosted somewhere where there was lift access, where there was ramp access, um, just to make sure that all attendees could event every, could attend everything. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose something that came out of the performance one, you know, try to get photos of a venue, um, an area before mm. you go in is something so you can double check. It won't be, it might be the whole answer, but it could help. The other way that queer collaborations, I think, is monumentally um, accessible is that there's a huge Im- uh, emphasis on audio sensitivity during the conference. So actually for the whole conference, we use Auslan applause rather than 
um, oh. clapping for the whole for everything. And any time you want to express your appreciation for what someone's saying, you give them. Um, yeah, Auslan of Auslan applause, which for anyone that doesn't know, is sort of like spirit fingers. Yeah, um, and it's a non-verbal, non-audio way of ex- ex- visually expressing appreciation. Yeah, I think there'd be lots of HSPs under the neurodiverse banner who would appreciate mm. that as well. So it's a win-win, and it achieves the same result, you know, as um, the old clap of hands. So um, it's a better result. It's a it's more inclusive. Now, these are great tips, and I mean. Um, you know, there's lots of conferences that happen and we can only keep trying, you know, keep doing it better and keep adapting as, you know, perhaps more people become, um, well, you know, need, need to be part of it. Diversity keeps, well, it's not growing, but, you know, I think as I say, more awareness of it, you've got to keep, we've got to keep moving. So well done on that front. All right. I better take a breath. Woo. <laughs> it's all, it's, it is good to hear that this is happening. Um, actually, there's one last thing I wanted to ask before we go to another track um, in terms of QC. Was there an overarching sort of theme, um, if you had to sum it up, if you had to do the elevator speech on um, it? I think um, for me, the theme was um, advocacy. It always kind of is. Yeah. Um, but I really love hearing about what other people are doing to build community in their own states. I went to Dylan Lloyd's workshop on the Ending Queeth Homelessness Campaign, mm. which for anyone that doesn't know, emphasizes the disproportionate uh, representation of queer youth in homeless yeah. and crisis situations. And for more information, you can go to the Australian Queer Student Network's website on Ending Queeth Homelessness. Um, but the awards night emphasizing uh, work being done around Australia, um, uh, just the the advocacy and, and community events that are happening at universities is really monumental, and that for me is always the theme. Uh, the, the 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 actual written theme was a world away, and I'm not really sure um, how that ended up being incorporated into the conference. But yeah, for me, the community building, the events, and the added sort of artistic collaboration that I'm trying to bring into um, yeah queer communities at the moment is also yeah really amazing. Yeah, look, I'm um, putting AQS in queer homelessness. You know, I love this. Um, and the first result is ending queer youth homelessness, and it's the etcetera.org.au. Fantastic. Yeah, etcetera is a national magazine, I think now, which um, that article might have been featured in. Yeah, oh, that's that's sensational. So it comes up, and also um, look for the work I've got to add as well by on a on a different note, similar but different note, Dr. Ruth McNair and Cal um, Andrews um, mm. have done some great research on queer homelessness as well. All right, let's take a breather and have some more Australian classic rock because we can, because that's this show and I'm got, I've got the buttons anyway. Um, here we go with some early '80s stuff from the Angels. Three CR eight five five AM. Three CR digital. Three CR dot org dot au and Three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Teddy Murray. 3CR, 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Teddy Murray, first broadcasting between noon and one on a Sunday afternoon. And once again, if you are listening live, don't forget to get to the um, ABC rally um, and gathering at Melbourne Town Hall starting at two o'clock. Very, very important that we have diverse media that respects as best as it can diversity. Well... In, I can't remember which TV show character said it, but it's all about you. Um, you know, we've heard a lot about um, queer collaborations and, um, well, um, and being 
dare I say, to borrow from the title of that Angels track, Into the Heat in terms of Queerdom, but <laughs> you are studying uni as well. <laughs> Somehow I found time for that, yes. Yeah, it's, what is it? It's one of those things that gets in the way of activities, a bit like sort of what is it um, after uni work gets in the way of having fun or something like that. But seriously, folks, um, you are, and perhaps um, you know, you're um, start off by where and um, exact what sort of course, and then drilling in as to what you're up to. Certainly. Um, so I'm in my seventh year <laughs> at Monash University. I'm just finishing off my double degree in arts and law. Um, wow. My arts degree is sadly long over, <laughs> and I'm just finishing off uh, law part now. My international studies major was. Yeah, internet. Sorry, my arts major was international studies. Yeah. Um, and in law, I've kind of moved into focusing on two areas. So I've got my sort of interest in uh, litigation, arbitration, and dispute resolution, mm-hmm. and then the more meaty stuff, looking at government accountability and public law, which is the focus of my honors thesis um, in the counterterrorism powers that the government has and how they're using them and whether or not they're accountable and whether or not we've still got the rule of law. Yeah, using and allegedly, in someone's opinion, without prejudice, maybe misusing. But uh, yeah, um, when we put it that way, that mm. could be a very long thesis. It could be. Yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit um, frightening what's going on and just the double standards. You know, yes, I'm re- within reason or for respecting police, but police can't go around, for example, jumping, having six of them jump on a disability pension, as we saw footage mm. of earlier this year. That's mm. the thing. It's got to be a balance is one of the best words so Mm. yeah i mean you've got mountains um to consider there that's seriously in all serious that's a you know a huge um sort of um topic to well bite off definitely and uh i think part of my work has been trying to narrow in and find something specific um to work on i think um yeah i'm going to be looking at specifically the approach of the courts about how they are interrogating and keeping accountable the things that the executive is doing and how they're interpreting the law what methods they're using to interpret the law um and how how much uh, deference they're paying to the government and how much they're actually, you know, stopping and saying, actually, no, this isn't okay. We can't let this keep going. Yeah, um, it's a challenge. Mm. And I mean, you know, sort of, I don't, I'm, you know, I must admit I'm not a constitutional lyrics, but I know there's some degree of, at least on paper, of separation of judiciary (laughs) and executive. But, you know, if a bad law is passed, how does a judge interpret it, that sort of thing. It's mm. not my area of expertise. And I was also thinking of the situation that's emerging in America where the balance of power on their mm. highest court, the Supreme Court, could cha- is most likely to change given Trump's um, wanting to put certain appointees Definitely. on. Definitely. Uh, something I've noticed is that when you get into more these sort of states of emergency, so um, like in the during wartime and now yeah. during the war on terror, there appears to be more deference given from the judiciary to the government because the topics are seen as too political for the courts to take a stance. So they mm. tend to be tend to bow down more to the wishes of the government, which, you know, is actually because of going against the rule of law, going against sort of fairness if the government just gets what it wants all the time. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And yet if a pro, say, LGBTI case comes up, it's... Um, you know, you can almost start hearing the horrendous cries of right-wing media. Oh, it's social engineering by by activist judges, <laughs> that sort of thing. But 
you know, social engineering can work both ways or just um, socially engineering the status quo can happen as well. Oh, definitely, especially when these sort of counterterrorism powers end up being used against some of the most marginalised people in the community, like yep. um, people who've come here seeking refuge Absolutely. or uh, people from uh, diverse cultural communities, um, especially now that we have <laughs> this television and media storm around supposed African gangs, which is <laughs> clearly um, a fiction Oh, totally. I mean... It's, a racist fiction. I just could not um, bring myself to watch a certain report on a certain commercial media mm. outlet last yep. Sunday night. No, I'm not mm-hmm. even going to mention them. People can guess that's your mm-hmm. call. Um, but seeing the reports on it the next day and just, you know, statements made, stated as fact without backup, mm-hmm. you know, opinion stated as fact, just horrendous. And, I mean, we talk about victims of crime, yet where is the far right going on about how LGBTI people are about 12 times more likely to be assaulted than the broader population? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, don't hear that guy talking about it, do we? And we're probably not going to hear him talk about it in the next uh, worry, five months or so up to a state election. So mm-hmm. maybe we'd better get him to talk about it. And, you know, when uh, members of the far right sit behind parliamentary privilege and like yep. what we believe would be hateful remarks against trans people in debates. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially uh, like we saw in the um, reforms, proposed reforms to the uh, Birth, Sex and Marriages oh, yeah. Act in 2016. Yeah, one of the low points of my Definitely. community involvement with just, I remember some of the statements and just the gasps from trans and gender diverse people and yep. family members in the gallery. So we've got got to avenge that. Um, and we, 100%. We will. All right, so yeah, um, that's one area of law you're interested in, mm. but um, of course queer people have diverse interests and you have another area as well, um, which is about climate change. Oh, yes, so um, that's just something I've been interested in for a long time. It ended up being my motivation to go vegetarian um, and I'm going to be doing a unit on the law of climate change next semester and finding out what that's all about. So Sensational. Well, that's a, a great segue to our the show that follows us on... Um, um, at one o'clock, being freedom of species, all things animale, vegetarian, vegan, and Who? so on. So, anyone would think we planned this station, <laughs> listeners of all genders. Um, but yeah, look, and I'm going to say something. Um, I have to say, after um, listening, you know, freedom of species has been following out of the pan now for some years after a pro, you know line timing change, and they were on at another time. And it gets me thinking a lot. Sometimes you just need the access to the information. And, you know, I have to, I've been meaning to write an email to Freedom of Species on this. I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to digress a bit. You know, I'm, and I'm thinking also of the program that comes along at two o'clock, being in psychedelia. I was brought up in a household where the standard evening meal was the proverbial meat, potato, yep. to veg. Yep. And I'm wondering if my, that pattern is just a habit or is it an addiction to meat? I wonder if that's something to consider. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There we go. Something to think about. But, yeah, um, as I listen to some of the stories on freedom of species and, you know, hear about what animals go through and just how inhumane it often is, it does get me thinking. I just don't know how to change the habit. So there you go, live personal reflection. But I think this is what, um, you know, where we have intersections of advocacy across, you know, all the issues in queer environment, Indigenous, etc. We can learn a lot and go, oh. So, yeah, good on you for doing that. Thank and, you. Yeah, um, combining all your skills and interests and passions, which is really 
the way to be authentic. I've actually also recently found another area of law, if you'll indulge me for Go one for more it. minute. Indulge um, I've recently been alerted to kind of the growing um, absence of law and policy research being done around AI safety, which is a hugely emerging technological field. Um, and it looks like it's set to change a lot in the next sort of 50 years. But there doesn't appear to be anyone working on a kind of a national or global policy response to what's happening in that area. So AI safety is also something that I've become interested in. Now, acronyms are the bane of the life on this show, but I'm going to have to say I don't know what AI is. Oh, artificial intelligence. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so computers... um, uh, and, um, yeah, making things easier for everyone, but also potentially becoming um, super, super smart and um, almost, yeah, to the point where it could be uh, human-level intelligence in the next sort of 50 to 100 years and even possibly super intelligence and just a way that we're going to be uh, monitoring that and making sure that the researchers in the field are doing it in a safe way um, and um, are working together, is essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I for some reason my first thought when you said A was automotive or something, oh. <laughs> and I then you know which is just a thought, but I'm thinking with you know as we get to these driverless cars, exactly. You know how are we going to you know there's a prang between whether it's two driverless or one driver and one driverless. Mm-hmm. How are we going to do legal liability there? <laughs> yeah, legal liability, dispute resolution, and also monitoring who's doing the research and how they're doing the research and what safety procedures they're putting in place while they're doing that. Yeah. Um, and different technology races happening between countries, between research fields, between research teams, who's monitoring the progress that people are making and making sure that it's being done in the right way. Yep, lots to think about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we need progressive thinkers with a... Um, you know, a sort of social justice and legal Definitely. mind, um, very much thinking about it. All right, we'll have a breather, then come back, wrap everything up, do the things what are coming up in the community. Um, let's keep one more Australian classic Aussie rock track going, this one from the 80s and my sex, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. We've got a my sex fan in the studio, people of all genders, out of the pan with Sally. Are you wondering how to pay your donation? You can pay online by going to 3cr.org.au or call us on 94198377. You can also visit us in person at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy and pay by cash, cheque or FTPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. And be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. 3CR, Radio for Change. Herds and Curds with Carmen and Leanne, bringing you conversations with farmhouse cheesemakers and dairy producers. The first Sunday of the month at 7am on your favourite station, 3CR, 3CR Digital and 3cr.org.au. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, lots of ways to listen to shows on 3CR. And this one is Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Prior to the messages, we heard from My Sex from the 80s and Graffiti Crimes, um, just because we could. Um, 
And I'm here about to wrap up the chat with Teddy Murray very quickly. Things what are coming up during the week. Um, and what have we got? Um, 17th, Alphabet Soup. And the fabulous Turner Healy is having more Alphabet Soups around um, Victoria. Um, doing great work at having getting grassroots conversations going. Um, but this one is on, as usual, in Northcote. Um, the great news is the Spectrum Intersections Group for Neurodiverse Queer People is now meeting monthly. Um, seems the monosexuals got confused about bi-monthly. No, that's a bad pun. But the third Wednesday of every month um, in at um, um, Carlton, Drummond Street Services at 100 Drummond Street. Check out spectrumintersections.org. Well done to all the great work by the fabulous Mellum. Um, and I think there's also a trans cafe, but um, not on that um, for Seahorse. There is, I shouldn't just say, I think, um, at Radio Bar. So check that out as well. And Provocation for the Kinksters on the Friday night. And if you um, are staying at home, of course, catch Bent TV um, late in the evening. So lots happening over the week. Um, Teddy, just time to wrap it up if you try to try to sum everything up. And that's um, in whatever time we've got, about two minutes. <laughs> um, speaking, of, um, speaking of... Oh, thank you. Speaking of no boundaries on sex and gender, I just wanted to mention a new work that I've been working on um, called The Rest is Drag, uh, which is being put on oh, by yes. a fantastic musical theatre queer writing company called Darwin and Gray. Um, and if you want to find out about that, you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram um, to follow the progress. And it's about uh, a non-binary drag queen, a drag king, queer relationships, fluidity of sexuality and polyamory. Now you're talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a spaghetti junction diversity intersection, um, which we always like on the show. So, And we're going to have you and some of the crew back um, in a few weeks to talk about that because we just know we couldn't have given it um, the proverbial justice today with, um, to, with so much to mm-hmm. talk about. So this is great to see. So, um, yeah, we'll find out more about that in a few weeks. Um, yeah, so lots happening. And once again, um, and I'll keep mentioning over the next few weeks, the uh, Melbourne launch of Queerell is August the... 16th. 16th. At Rubik's Warehouse. And, oh, I've heard, I've heard of it and I've forgotten where it is, but we can... Um, it is on Phoenix Street in Brunswick. Ah, yes. Cool. All right, well, we'll keep mentioning that over the next few weeks. Um, Teddy, what an absolute pleasure to have you in. Um, dynamic stuff going on. This is what we need. Um, you know, it's sort of... It felt for a long Sometimes queer advocacy feel like looking up at the top of Mount Everest mm. going, how the heavens do I climb that yep. well? Sometimes you just got to keep going, find more people are climbing it, and you give each other the proverbial hand up. Yeah. Well, I think that's happening. So pleasure to hear of all your um, input that is leading to output. But talking of ins and outs, I've got to get out of here and make way for freedom of species. Thank you so much for having me, Sal. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, Always yeah. good. Well, yes, um, you'll be back again in a few weeks. Um, so, um, yeah, um, we'll keep, we will be definitely keeping in touch. Take it out today with some wry humour. See you um, then. Pleasure. Um, on the show um, from the great Willie Nelson album, The Last Man Standing, here is the title cut from the outlaw himself, Willie Nelson. Check out, by the way, on um, YouTube a story of his guitar trigger. Absolutely amazing. Um, and thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you all next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.